Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Brother Malaga and Brother Kune. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of uh, Matthew. Around June, they don't, they don't change the time to come to work. Do they change it? Oh, they're still saying 7 o'clock. Uh, all right. And then, as soon as it's in, they're going to say change. What time of the church? Nine? All right. Even during winter. All right. Shall we show the Holy Ghost that we are serious? Church? I'm going but the employer is smaller than the Holy Ghost. The employer is smaller than the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is bigger than the Holy Ghost is bigger than employer. Amen. So who do we respect more? All right, amen. I rather be fired by the employer and not be fired by the Holy Ghost. Because if I get fired by the employer, the Holy Ghost will hire me somewhere. Imagine if you can be fired by the Holy Ghost, I was with the nothing near Amen. Are you with me? Even during the winter, we still keep our church order. Nine o'clock is the time to be in church. We observe the period of grace. Then half past 9.30, the song leader starts. Amen. Then by that, then the Holy Ghost will be happy. Amen. Let's read Matthew 14, verse 26. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, Saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if 
if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. He said, Come, and when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on to the water to go to Jesus. And when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? As we bow our heads, gracious heavenly Father, this morning we approach your throne of grace. May you undertake this morning on people that are here that have come with various needs. May you just meet them at a point of need and be a doer in their lives. Not just be a speaker, but be a doer. So that, dear God, they can take your works and testify of your works. We are here this morning because we love you. We wouldn't be here if we did not love you. And we are here because we want to be molded and shaped by you in the manner that you see fit. The prophet of God says, judgment begins at the house of the Lord. We are here being judged every week to avoid the white throne judgment. May the Holy Spirit speak in an unhindered manner. And never be afraid to declare the gospel. So that on that great day, we should be able to avoid the white throne judgment. And dear God, when we look into the mirror of the weight, if there is anything unto what, remove it, dear God. Dear God, this morning we acknowledge our nothingness. We are nobodies. We are here because of your grace. And dear God, if there is a sick person in the building, heal them. Lord, I repeat, heal them. And Lord, I'm not asking something that is beyond your ability. You're a healer. If somebody needs a deliverance this morning, deliver them. Because you're a deliverer. And if somebody needs a blessing, bestow a blessing upon their lives. Because you are a a good blesser. Dear God, anything is possible this morning to them that believe and we believe this morning because you are our God and you are a specialist of the impossibilities and we want to ask impossible things this morning things that we can do we'll do but things that we cannot do we've got faith that you will do them as we take every spirit here under the operation of the Holy Spirit for the glory of God in Jesus Christ's name, amen. amen. While you take your seats, amen. Amen. I want to speak this morning on the, the power of faith. 
the power of faith. Amen. Uh, if you can do it, then you don't need faith. Because you can. Because you can. But if you can't do it, you need Amen. If you can do it, you, you will make a plan about it. But if you can't do it, then God has got to undertake it for you. Now, the prophet of God in this message, the power of decision. The power of decision, paragraph 2-0. He says in this message, Now we thought first and took the subject, he was looking at the subject of Exodus, and he says we find three principal powers. If we can address this speaker, if it's battling, we can just switch it off. We find three principal powers. The power of Satan, the power of faith, and the power of God. These three power, uh, uh, principal powers, you find them anywhere. We found out that Satan began to display his power always first. And watch little things when they boil up and start at first. So, before you can see the power of faith, the devil has got to display his power first. Hallelujah. There is a reason why it is sequential. The devil has got to move in first, and then secondly, then we've got to see your faith. And then after we have seen your faith, then we've got to see the power of God. Are you with me this morning? So, most of the time, I think I spoke on the message on Wednesday, those that were uh, listening, we spoke about the difference between grace and mercy. And we're showing how mercy is applicable in time, but grace is what produced mercy from eternity. And we said there was a time when it wasn't mercy, it was grace. And then later it was mercy to mitigate our day-to-day Foolishness. Now, if the devil was never created, we were not going to see the power of faith. Hallelujah. Uh, because the, the devil, his power, he, he's got to make us sick. He's got to, he's got to interrupt our programs. He, he, he's created for a reason. Hallelujah. Actually, if the devil was not around, we wouldn't even know that you are a child of God. Today you are here in church, you despise, you defy Satan to show that you are a child of God. But if there was no Satan, you wouldn't have known. If there was no sin, you would have known that you are holy. There had to be sin, and sin is what magnifies your holiness. Are you with me? You, you can never say... A, a, I mean, you can't just wake up and say, I'm the big, I'm the very, the most competent policeman. Competent, we want to check where are you operating? What type of criminals are there? I think the brothers in Zimbabwe would know uh, a criminal from Muera, 
Murewa is not the same as the one from Mbera. Mbari. Yeah. Hallelujah. No, they are not the same. So that means the policemen in Murewa, can, you can have the, it will not be the same as the policemen in Mbari. Hallelujah. Uh, South Africans, they don't know what we are talking about. <laughs> let, me, let me help them a bit. Amen. Just a sec. All right. Amen. Uh, are you with me? Yes. Now, now the, the same thing, the, the policemen in Weed Bank, cannot be the same as the policemen in Cape Flats. Amen. It's a, it's a different terrain. Are you with me? And the, and the one that is from Cape Flats, when he meets the one from Weedbank, he, he can tell him that we are policemen, but we are not on the same level. Uh, hallelujah. Why? Because we don't deal with the with the same uh, caliber of criminals. Uh, hallelujah. You, you deal with shoplifting. Me, I deal with uh, uh, gangsterism. Uh, hallelujah. Muzalon, you can tell other Muzalon that sometimes we are not on the same rank. Because demons that I deal with are not the same demons that you are dealing with. Uh, are you with me? And uh, sometimes you can say, if you can be me a day, you won't survive. Based on what I am dealing with. Are you still with, uh, are there people in the building that are fighting? Are there the people in the building that know what I'm talking about? So the power of Satan moves in first. Then what follows is the power of faith. Then the power of faith ignites the power of God. But Satan has got to move in first. Are you with me? Now, in the message, pardon, paragraph 148. He says, God hates a powerless religion. Quite frankly, I hate a powerless religion. Hallelujah. You should hate a powerless religion. It's got, it's, got to be, it's got to be power, certainly. It's a power to save a man from sin. It's a power that can do signs and wonders and miracles as Jesus Christ promised. They zeroed in on the word of God back there and believed it and hit the target. You zero the same way on the word of God, it will hit the target again. You know what we mean by zeroing in on the word of God? is when you see a scripture in the Bible and say, that's me. And you zero in on that one, then you hit the target. Are you still with me? Now, you zero the same way on the word of God, it will hit the target again. It's got to because... He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God doesn't like a powerless religion. God doesn't, does, does not want that. God wants to perform. God wants to? He wants to show himself alive. 
even this morning, God wants to perform. Uh, hallelujah. And, and don't ever say, oh, well, look, I, I don't want God to do much. Me, I'm just a simple believer. No, no, no. We want God to perform. Amen. If he's got to perform signs and wonders, we want him to perform signs and wonders. Yes. Hallelujah. But before he can perform signs and wonders, we have to zero in on the weight and say, that Bible verse speaks about me. That quotation speaks about me. Then the supernatural begins to happen. If God hates a powerless religion, I want to hate a powerless religion as well. A, a, religion, a, a religion must have a, a power of transformation. There the, 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 the must be the demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost. Are you still with me? I hope we are together. Now, from the text that we just read, Jesus was walking on the, on the water. And to them, it was a paradox. They just couldn't believe that Jesus would walk on the water. And they thought it was a spirit. Now, while they thought it was a spirit, then he said, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. The reason he said, be not afraid, you cannot have faith and fear at the same time. That's why the devil wants you to be fearful. Uh, folks, the devil can work on your mind. Uh, hallelujah. The devil can work on your mind. And, and when the devil works on your mind, you, you, you know, it's quite amazing that if, if maybe, let me say you've got a fear of cancer. All of a sudden, the material that you're going to come across is going to have to do with cancer. You open an email, someone will say, cancer is incurable. You, you pick up a, a piece of newspaper, cancer is there. What is happening? The devil wants to do a reinforcement. What is happening? He's sending cancer your way. He wants you to sign to accept it. But you must be able to refuse and say, devil, I will not sign for this. How many know what I'm talking about? How many have experienced what I'm talking about? What you fear, you see with most. You turn the radio, it comes on radio. You, you check your, your phone, it's there on your phone. You check the newspaper, it's there. But the moment you renounce it and reject it, it disappears. Why? It's because you have rejected your sign. Brother Brevin said, if they send you rattlesnakes, it is up to you to accept it or reject it. If somebody comes and says, Brother Clement, I'm here, I'm delivering a snake. Uh, goodness, even some of us, you won't even finish the statement. It's wrong address. That's not mine. Why? Because I'm not expecting it. Uh, hallelujah. And they say, sign here. You say, I refuse to sign. My name is the correct one. The address is the correct one. But the expectation is not the right one. Uh, this is not what I expect. Then all you can do, return to the sender. Yes. This morning, I don't know what the devil is threatening you with. I don't know what you are faithful with. But take, take a pen and write. Return back to the sender. You, you, you can reject it this morning. Hallelujah. 
you know, the, the devil, and, 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 and you know the devil, when he wants you to accept something, he says, you will cope with it. You will cope with it. So and so had it, they coped. So and so had it, they coped. Then you, later now, you're working on the management of the disease instead of the rejection of the disease. Uh, hallelujah. Now you start saying, how am I going to deal with it? How am I going to cope with it? Let me tell you something, folks. When it comes to God, nothing happens by mistake. You know, there was a, there was a, I'm just remembering the husband of sister uh, uh, Macy is not feeling well. I just remembered now. Amen. But uh, healing on his body right now. Amen. Amen. We pronounce healing. Now, now, let's put it this way. Hallelujah. I was disturbed by that because I had to pronounce the healing on that one. Hallelujah. How many believe that he, he received healing at this hour? Amen. Because why? God hates a powerless religion. And he wants to perform. Now we have sent him to go and perform. When was the one? <laughs> he, I'm going to show you something. Now, when, when we are here, we can, we can change things afar. While we are here, we can change things in Zimbabwe. While we are here, we can change things in Congo. While we are here, and, we can, and if we can change it there, how much more about the year? We will change things now. Are you with me? Hope we are together. Now, Peter. He says, Lord, if it is you, bid me to come. Yeah. Then he says, come. Yeah. Peter, he zeroed in on him. As long as he zeroed in on him, he hit the target. Yeah. Now, he's walking on the water as the Lord is walking on the water. Amen. But listen, as he's walking, the devil is jealousy. Yeah. The only thing that he can do is to work on Peter's mind. Yeah. And how does he work on Peter's mind? When, when the Lord is set, when the Lord is my brother, you can stand up and you can sit down. You see, my brother, when I say stand up and sit down, when he was going down, he didn't say, did somebody move the chair? He didn't say, did my weight increase when I stood up and when I go, will the chair carry me? He believed that the same chair where I was will carry me. But had he, but had, he had a thought, is this going to carry me? He's not going to go and sit down. So Peter, as long as he was not thinking of himself, and he was thinking of the Lord, he walked on the water. As long as you are not thinking of yourself, and you are thinking of the Lord, you can walk on every situation. Are you with me? Now, he's walking on the water. Now, he didn't analyze how is my weight. He didn't analyze how is it this happening. Because the prophet said, faith is unconscious. 
Faith, faith doesn't wait on you to analyze. Then he walked on the water. As he's walking now, he's beginning to think. A thought came up. How can you walk on the water? Then the moment he thought about it, then he begins to sink. And the Lord said, ye of little faith. What made Peter to lose faith is because he went into his thoughts. Your thoughts are your own enemy. I say, your thoughts are your own enemy. But in the message, faith cometh by hearing, paragraph 57. He says, let me see little old cowardly church that's afraid to trust God or a family and let the spirit of God strike that family or that individual or that church. Watch what takes place. Hallelujah. Brother, I'm telling you, Skeptics fly like roaches in the summertime when you turn the light on them. That's exactly right. Yes, sir. Everything moves out. Faith comes in and says, I am the boss. Faith is? Faith is the boss. After the doctor said, this is, you know, the doctor can do a prognosis, a diagnosis, and a prognosis. And I always say, the doctor is qualified to do a diagnosis. But prognosis, that's why you say, Dr. Taylor, let's wait. You know, the diagnosis is when he says, you've got cancer. Prognosis is when he says, you've got three months left. So you can say, doctor, I'm glad you're qualified to diagnose that I've got cancer. But how many months is no longer, it's not, in you, it's not you that must do that. My faith will do a prognosis. You, you can do the diagnosis, but I will do the prognosis. Are, are you with me? For, folks, when you deny, the, you know when we speak about the audacity of faith. The audacity of faith is when symptoms are there. Evidence is there, but you still reject it. And, and say, no, I, I will be fine. Uh, Brother Chetty had a, a bladder infection, and he was quite frank about it. And uh, I was worried, because I know for it to clear, you need antibiotics. Am I correct, Brother Clavin? Hallelujah. Yes, they can say you can drink as much water as you can, but you need antibiotic me- medically to clear it off. Hallelujah. Then I wondered, then I looked and said, to, I asked Brother Mishab, I said, give me the script so that I get the meds for him. He said, no, brother, Pastor, don't worry. Tomorrow, I'll be fine. Yeah. I said, are you sure? He said, I'm 100% sure. In the morning, he said, I am fine. I'm almost 90% is the 10% that I will deal with today. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. By the afternoon, it says, I'm 100%. I worked throughout the day with no distraction. Oh, by the way, I still have the script. (laughs) Hallelujah. But the man is healed. 
<laughs> you, you see, I, I was doing what we can do medically, but his faith is said, this time, let me see God on the move. But brother, you've got to be audacious to see God on the move. Folks, there are times where, yes, you, you've got to say, yes, I need an assistant. But there are times where you say, hang on, maybe this is the time where I need to display my faith. This is the time where maybe I need to have a testimony about my situation. And God will honor it. I say God will honor it. Are you still with me? Now, Brother Brenham says in this message, the exposition of the church age. He says, The church, too, has departed from what she originally was. A church, too, has departed from what she originally was. She is a hybrid. That is, the church nominal is a hybrid. People say, I am a Baptist. It wasn't so in the beginning. That's why you can't find a Methodist, a Baptist in the Bible. You just find believers. The, the Methodist came because of the fall. This names, it was to divide the people. Right now as I'm speaking, the Muslims are killing Christians in Nigeria. Literally stoning them in the streets because of differences on religion. Do you see? It's bad. It's, it's really bad. Lack of tolerance. Because this one is a Muslim, this one is a Christian, then they kill each other. But they were created by the same God, but because religion is an opium. You know, give me Christ, don't give me religion. Because religion can make you hate. Religion can make you hate and provide, and provide justification for your hatred. But Christ, you know, Bazalan, that's what Brother Brenham says, I had to a minister somewhere preaching and say, you must cut off your enemies. I'm like, but I don't have a verse. I've got a verse that I must love my enemies. Uh, well, did Jesus say cut off your enemies? <laughs> but isn't what is being preached today? Huh? That doesn't the Bible says, doesn't the Bible says, love those who despitefully use you? Angel was alone. Love those who. It, what must you do? You love them. Hallelujah. But because the church has got a hybrid, things have changed. Things have changed. Your enemy that you hate, you must go visit them and have coffee. That's a Christian way. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, he says, it wasn't so in the beginning. Instead of the straight word of God, instead of the spirit-filled men in the church who were led by spirit given 
revelation. They are now creeds and bylaws and the educated guesses of educated men. Learning has taken the place of revelation. The church, as I said, has become just a lecture room, an exchange of knowledge with no power. Reasoning, reason has replaced the faith. Program has replaced spontaneous praise in the Holy Ghost. You, you know, spontaneous, until such time, you know, I, I'm shocked that even in the message it does happen. There are some churches if you go to and say, Amen, everybody turns around to look who said Amen. Uh, hallelujah. I, I won't survive in such a church. No, 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 no. I believe in the expression. When God has done something for me, I want to express it. Some, they don't believe in dancing anymore. They say, it's just you just step hands. No, I, I beg to differ, folks. May, 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 is it, is it uh, uh, Miriam? Is it Miriam? Miriam, when the Red Sea opened, she did not just clap her hands. She took, a, she took what? And did what? The Bible says, and did what? After, you know, after you have seen what God has done for you, brother, after you have seen him moving something that you thought was immovable, healing a disease that was incurable, you cannot hold me down. No, I go to the rooftop. I sing to my Lord. I dance to my Lord. When the ark returned back to Jerusalem, David danced. And when the word is fully restored, we dance to the Lord. Do you have witnesses in the building? Well, God has done something for you. And you say, I can't keep still. No, I've got to say something about this. Brother, you need more airtime to phone. I can't wait to testify about his goodness and greatness, what he has done in my life, beyond my abilities. I'll never be ashamed to praise God. Never be afraid to make noise to the Lord. Brother, brother, where Jesus is, there is noise. Where there is life, there is noise. When a child is born, a child cries because there is life. When a spiritual child is born, they must cry because there is life. I like how Brother Blessing said, I don't believe in Queen Elizabeth's relation. We just come and not. No, sir. When God has done something, you raise your hand. You are not impressing a preacher. You are despising Satan. You are defying demons. And say, here I am. In the presence of God, I'm worshiping God. A brother had a stroke and was confined to a hospital bed. And as he was there, you know, stroke normally, it makes you to be immobile. And the brother says, all I could think there when I was on the bed, I was thinking, how am I going to raise my hands in the service when I'm being blessed? How am I going to sing and raise my hands? He said, Lord, I need a restoration. Not the restoration to go and make money or plow. A restoration for worship. A restoration for praise. Hallelujah. Do you think God will not honor that one? And I said, I don't need a stroke to appreciate that I can worship God. 
I don't need to be mobile to appreciate my mobility in the presence of God. Come on, church, are you here? I can dance in the spirit, and I don't care who says what, because I appreciate being a worshiper. Are you still with me? If you were to be on the bed, sick, in an ICU, what mitigating factor can you present to God and say, heal me? For what? For what? Hmm? For what? Young men, for what? So that you come out of ICU, you are now flexible, then you can chat with sisters and corrupt them with fingers. Yeah? For, for what? God, I need you to do this. For what? Hmm? Because the motive and the objective must be right. You know, every time, any time when any person comes and says, Pastor, I need us to pray about this. Can you pray? I always check the motive and the objective. If the motive and the objective are clear, I can tell the brother or the sister that we're going to have it. But if I'm not sure about the motive, then I say, hey, hang on, brother. Can we look at this again? Are you with me? Oh, I need a car. For what? For what? I need more money. For what? The problem is not what you need. The problem is the motive. For what? Hmm? And if the motive is right, ah, brother, God will make me, will make it. I laughed the other time it was Pastor Ngodima that told me about a brother that came and said, hey, Mruti, Mm, pray for me, I need a taxi. Not for you, Malaka. <laughs> you know, once I have got a taxi, ah, he says to the pastor, you know, even the children of God, I will be transporting them after church for free. Midweek services, I will drop them at home for free. Oh, the pastor said, oh, this is a noble cause. They prayed for the taxi. <laughs> God granted a taxi. Oh, the brother, first month, he's still worshiping. He takes the believers. Second month. Uh, third month. Yeah. You know, Barcelona, <laughs> believers don't think. They'll not think for you. Oh, but brother says, I need it so that I can transport the children of God for? Now, three months into that, Children of God can, are, not, are not considerate. You, you, do you see it? The text has arrived, but the, the motive now is supposed to change. I, I, uh, that's why I say, for what? Yeah? For, for what? Amen. Amen. Uh, 
a brother was just sharing a testimony with me and say, I needed a business so that I must never miss church. So that at no point in time I'm not I'm not gonna not be in church. That's a good motive. But I don't say make it your motive. It's his motive. And it's working for him. And as long as he respects that, God will respect, God will be obligated to make him go forward. Are you still with me, brother? But I don't make it uniformity. It applies to an individual. Now, let's come to this one. In the message, Israel and the church, paragraph 46, it says, faith is what you have in God and that in recognition of God for your faith gives you the Holy Ghost that circumcises the heart and ears. Is that right? Makes you a new creature. You've got to believe in God and out of God recognizing your, belief, your faith in him, then he gives you the Holy Ghost to circumcise your heart and ears and make you a new creature. We all want to be new creatures in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, let's come to this one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Paragraph expectation, paragraph 31. <clears throat> oh, my. <clears throat> That's when you are getting faith. Give your, give your faith a chance. <clears throat> Excuse me. Give your faith a chance. Turn it loose. Turn it loose. It is there, but you have not given it a chance. It's there, but you have not turned it loose. But this one we say, turn it loose. And brittle it. Let it work. Let it work. You've got it all bound down with traditions. Turn it loose. Cut it loose. Let God have his way with you. This morning, let God have his way with you. Somebody's words is right. Either what you are looking at or what God says. God's word is true. Believe it. All right. But the first time you testify of your sickness, it brings you right down to that realm again. First time you testify about your sickness, it brings you back into that realm again. You may be healed. You may be healed, but when you testify about that sickness, I'm going to come to something here. Let me not run ahead of myself. You signed for it. Refuse to sign for it. Amen. Testify of what you believe. Amen. If you testify of your sickness, it brings you back in that realm of sickness again. But it says refuse to sign and testify about what you believe. 
This morning, let us testify about what do we believe? What, what do you believe? Hallelujah. Ah, this one is going to blow your mind. Next quotation will blow your mind. It blew my mind. Faith is the substance. Paragraph 49. The prophet says, Here in my pocket, I think there is an old ballon knife I've carried for years. I don't know what is ballon knife. I just know Gabi. I think there is an old ballon knife I've carried for years. Now, I do, not, I do not see that knife. I do not feel that knife. I do not taste that knife. I do not smell that knife. But I know that knife is in there. I know it is. How do you know? Because I believe it's in there. Now, if it is not in there, if it is not in there, what will happen? If, if that knife is not in there, what will happen? Faith will put it there if it's not there. I can't touch it. I can't smell it. I can't see it. But I believe it's there. And if it's not there, faith will put it in my pocket. He's not done. Let's carry on the next slide, my brother. It says that chokes you. You know why it chokes you? Because, because you are more, you know, magicians have always impersonated a genuine thing. Now, that chokes you, I know, but that's true. If, if you believe all things are possible, if you believe all things are possible, you are afraid to take God, friends. You are scared that I might have left that knife. I, I might have left that knife laying on the dresser where I changed clothes a while back. Mm -hmm. ne? I get it because I believe it's in the pocket. Then you think that, no, maybe it's not in the pocket. What if you left it at home on the dresser when you were dressing up? He said, now. I might have left that knife laying on the dresser where I changed clothes a while back. But it just as sure if that knife is on the dresser right now, if I believe it with all my heart, if I... It will be in my pocket. <laughs> Are you... Are you, are you here, church? We are speaking about a knife here, Mazalwan. He said, I believe it's in my pocket. But if it's not there, faith will put it back. But he said, you are free because you think I've left it home. Even if I've left it home, faith is able to locate it where it is and pick it up and move it where it is and bring it right into my pocket. He said it will be in my pocket. That shows you. But God is able to put it there if you believe. Let's hang on. We are talking about, we are talking about 
a knife. Let's move to another one. Your healing, your healing is there. In you. Now. Okay, you think, what if it's not there? If it is not there, hallelujah, maybe it is somewhere by faith. We are able to locate it to where it is and put it where it's supposed to be. Oh, Pastor, I'm looking for a job. You've got a job. But now we need faith to move it where it is, to connect you with it. Faith moves a knife from home to where into the pocket. Faith. Who is that man that was looking for his ponies? Oscar. <laughs> Brother Brenham. I need ponies. Oh, Oscar. God will give you other ponies. No, Brother Brenham. I don't need other ponies. I don't need a repl- replacement. I need a restoration. Replacement, everybody can replace. But here... We are not looking for replacement. We are looking for restoration. Haven't you, haven't you, Brother Brenham, said, God is a restorer? Haven't you taught us that God is a restorer? I don't need new ponies. I need my ponies. Ah, Oscar, you will receive your ponies. One day Oscar finds the ponies. Oscar doesn't get excited and finally he has a pony. He went and looked for the birthmark. Because he's not looking for new ponies. Oscar did not believe in the ministry of replacement. Oscar believed in the ministry of restoration. We don't believe in the ministry of replacement. We believe in the ministry of restoration. Job did not receive new children. The same children that died were restored back to Job. Anything that you have lost, you still have it. I say anything that you have lost, you still have it. And we are not going to replace it. We're going to restore it back to the original owner. Your, Your health is original. Hallelujah. You need, you need to be restored in the body. You need to be restored in the mind. You need to be restored in the soul. There is a power of restoration this morning. Are you here, church? When you know how your life have, has been to how it is now, and you know it is not supposed to be, folks, I'm not a church. The gospel is not yet to, to teach the church coping mechanism. No. I'll never come. I'll never come here and say how to cope. You, you're, not, you're not a creator to cope. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. How do you cope with this disease? How do you cope with this marital problem? How do you cope with this? No, you, 
You're not supposed to cope. You're supposed to be delivered and restored back to where you're supposed to be. <laughs> Brother, do you believe that God can restore? Yeah? And until people, people think when they look at you, they think it's a mistaken identity. But then they say, but you, 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 look, you, you look like Mafagaza. Because the Mafagaza, they know, drank beer and rolled, but now he's a gentleman with a suit on, with a tie on. And they say, but you look and say, that's, that's me. It's not a mistake. There is a power of transformation. Come on, church, are you here? I hope we are together. If that knife is not there, God will put it back. Second miracle, paragraph 30. He says, some people have got, have got great big faith like this. Any, anything can happen. There are people that believe Anything can happen. You know, folks, there is a... You, 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 know, you know, even, even when it comes to... I, I never smoked. The rest of my life, I have never smoked. Now, the only time we are attempted, and I, I'm going to show you what I mean, I think I, was, I must have been nine, ten, somewhere there. I was given a cigarette, and the person that gave it to me, I think was inspired by God. I'll tell you why. Not to give me a cigarette. After he gave me the cigarette, he said I must, what did you, you call it, you call it pull. Yeah, I took a pull. Then he said I must, I must not allow the smoke to come out. I must just... I must even pull it further. It almost knocked my lungs. Brother. <laughs> uh, I regard it as one of the near-death experiences that I've had. I still remember even the brand of cigarette was Rothman's. From that time, from that time, never. You know why? Had he not said I must not inhale a bit further and, and made it easier for me, I would have been addicted. Are you with me? Because I would have tasted it. And because he was giving me, after he had given me, you know what it was going to happen? You know, they give you, they give you for free. Once you're addicted, they say, I know. Buy for yourself. I'm, I'm showing you how you can taste something and it can become a way of life. I'm using this negative example, but there is somewhere where I'm going. Imagine you come to church and in you, you have this situation. Maybe, maybe you've got a situation at home. Maybe, maybe you've got a financial situation. Maybe whatever situation that is there, and a minister preaches the weight and says, 
right now, by the power of the Holy Ghost, your situation has changed. And you come out of church and you look at the situation and you find that this situation has changed. Now, it's going to make you to become addicted to the supernatural. It's going to be addicted to miracles. Once you taste a miracle, you'll never go back. I say, wow, once you taste a miracle, you'll never go back. You, you, you know, you know, you know, there, there, are, there are certain situations that you have gone through and you overcame. And from that time, I don't know how many know, you said, after this, after this, nothing will move me. After, uh, do you have those moments? After this, nothing will move me. After this, nothing will scare me anymore. Do, do, do we have those moments? Come on, do you have those moments? Then it makes you to, to crave for the supernatural. Now, some people have got great big faith like this. Anything can happen. The next thing has a faith that deep, that deep takes a little longer. Next as a faith, that deep takes quite a little while. So you've got people that have got faith that it will happen now. You've got people that their faith takes a little bit longer and others will take even much longer. Some has a faith like a mustard seed. A mustard seed is a very tiny seed. But if, a, if it's a mustard seed faith, genuine faith, Hold to it. No matter how little your faith is, hold to it. I say hold to it. And not only hold to it, feed it. Faith must be fed. Then, just keep believing it. It will become a marble faith. Marble is now bigger than Mustard. Then it will become a grapefruit. Yeah? Then it will become a mountain faith. But it started with what? As a mustard. Then a marble. Then a grapefruit. Then a mountain. I, I don't know this morning what stage is your faith. But if it is a mustard, I say hold on to it. And feel it, it's growing. It's growing. Amen. Then it will become a mountain faith. It will bring you right out if you stay with it. Amen. Hold on to it. It will bring you straight, right straight to the light if you will stay with it. Amen. Master said is just to say, uh, uh, you know, you know, during the darkest moment where you just say, I, I, I know it will work out. Just that statement. You, you don't know how. You haven't figured it out. You have not even prayed. You feel down, but you say, uh, it's going to work out. Amen. What's happening? It's a mustard seed. Hold on to it. Amen. And the more you hold it, then it moves from a mustard, it becomes a marble. 
And later on, when you hold on it, it becomes a grapefruit. Later on, when you hold it, it becomes a mountain. So this morning, there are mustard of faith in the building that are in the process of becoming mountain faith. But you, you've got to hold on to it. I say you've got to hold on to it. And you've got to feed that faith. Are you still with me, church? In the message, the ark, paragraph 6, the prophet says, there's three elements that people live in. First is the humanistic. Second is divine revelation. Third is vision. Seven. Now, this, like in prayer, when you pray for anyone, in humanistic, we say, well, I hope you'll get, you'll get well. I'm hoping, I'm believing with you, trying to use all the faith that I can, that's human. It's more compassion. We feel sorry for you, my brother. Let's pray for you. We hope you'll get well. Ne? It's humanistic. Humanistic is hoping. Then it says the next one, second, is divine revelation. When something is revealed to you, you just know in your heart it's going to happen. Yet there is nothing but just the revelation. Thirdly, it's a vision. Because now the vision is, thou says the Lord. That's perfectly positive. Now, Brother Roman says, it's not, he doesn't say, it's the pro, are the prophets living in this? He says, he says, there is three elements that people live in. Don't confine it only to Brother Brenham. People live in it. As William Brenham had, thou says the Lord, you can have, thou says the Lord. As William Branham had a vision, you can have a vision. As William Branham had a revelation, you can have a revelation. But, but maybe let me put it this way. How he has put it today, sequentially, that's how it begins sometimes. Come to church, I'm cancer stricken, and a minister lays hands on me and prays for me and says, we hope you will be well. We trust in God. That's, that's humanistic. But as you go and read material, you read the word, you pray, but somewhat, one day, out of nowhere, something drops into your soul that you are going to be well. Amen. Now, it is a revelation to you. I am going to be well. Are, are you still with me? Amen. The more you work on it, later on God can grant you a vision. A vision, folks, I don't say something will open and then you see a vision. Sometimes you just envision yourself that uh, now you are confined to a hospital bed, but you imagine yourself taking your kids to school, cooking for them. What's happening? God is providing something that you're going to be well. But it starts in a humanistic realm, it migrates into a revelation realm, then it becomes, thou says the Lord, where it is positively identified. 
Are you with me, folks? Maybe this morning, your humanistic realm, that's your mustard seed. Uh, I know I'll have it. How? I, I don't know. But later on you read in the Bible. <laughs> Let me give this. Maybe you don't understand. Brother Billy Paul gets sick. He's diagnosed with cancer. Brother, maybe this quotation was not there, but we need to bring it. I think it's in the message, the sixth seed. Just to use these uh, key words. As many prayer cards, Billy Paul. He's sick. He's diagnosed with prostate cancer. Brothers, come and pray for him. That's humanistic. Later on, he feels led to believe, I'm going to be well. That's divine revelation. Now, what is going to come, it has to be, thou says the Lord. If the brothers find it, if they don't find it, we carry on. It's in the message. If you just say, uh, Billy, maybe not John, say Paul. Prayer cards, Bill, and then in the sixth seed. If they don't find it, it's fine. I was not there. But Brother Brenham on that tape, he says, Billy Paul, as many prayer cards as you give out, receive your healing. When it was said then, or is it here? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Do you see it? Oh, thank you, brothers. The sermon research team. Now, when Brother Brenham said this statement, Brother Billy Paul, Brother Billy Paul Brenham speaks to Brother Brenham. Ne? Just go up. up. Up is there. Up again. Okay, you go down. Sorry about that. Go down again. Brother Billy Paul had given the prayer cards. Gave prayer cards. Now, Brother Brennan says, Brother Billy Paul, Brother Billy Paul speaks to Brother Brennan. I think he must have said, we have given all the prayer cards. Or all prayer cards are, are done. Then, Brother Brennan says, Billy Paul Take it higher so that people can see it. This statement, Billy Paul. Billy Paul. You've gone higher. Billy Paul. As many cards as you have given out. Now, receive your healing in the name of Jesus Christ. When he said to this statement in 1963, Billy Paul was not sick. Billy Paul was still just a young man. When he said it in 1963, it sounded as though 
as many cards that Billy Paul has given you, receive your healing. Do you check it? But when Billy Paul is sick in 2000, many years after the prophet is taken off the scene, he's got prostate cancer. They pray for him. That's humanistic realm. He's got a revelation by his stripes we are healed. That's a revelation. But now it needed to thou save the Lord. And God made the prophet to speak beyond the grave. Billy Paul, as many cards as you have given, now receive your healing. You are, it's not an iron audience, it's Billy Paul as an individual. Do you believe God can speak? Do you believe it makes sense what we are talking about? Oh, let me take it further. Instantly, Billy Paul received his healing. He was delivered from prostate cancer. He became cancer free. He's still alive from the year 2000 until now. Why? Thou says the Lord. I don't know what more people need in the building. What am I trying to do? I'm trying to work on your faith muscles. I'm trying to stretch your faith muscles. You have the word of God. You've got the revelation. You've got the inspiration for the hour. Anything that you need, you have it. Now, when you have it, then I challenge you, let's take the devil head on. I say, let's take the devil head on. Oh, does it choke you? Your faith can move elements. Even physical elements. Your faith can move elements. Faith is the boss. Faith reaches far. Faith reaches deeper. Faith reaches stronger. Faith is the boss. Ah, church, are you here? Faith can even change dynamics in the family. Faith can reverse generational curses. Faith can bind the family spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Faith can set you free this morning. No wonder the Bible said, by faith, Abraham, by faith, Moses, by faith, Noah, this morning, by faith, you, by faith, this morning, you can change the course of events. Come on, church. Brother Brunson, we can rewrite the book of Acts. How do we write it? By faith. Oh, church, you came to church this morning. Things will never be the same. I said things will never be the same. You shall receive what you want in the name of Jesus Christ. I, I hate a powerless religion. I hate a powerless religion. God is not dead. God is not dead. I said God is not dead. God is alive. He is the same yesterday, today forevermore and yes forevermore hallelujah by faith faith is the boss brother say when faith stands up everything must shut down and this morning we are rising up by faith things that are impossible with men are possible with God And God is not a liar. God is not a liar. 
All things are possible. Not to them that are educated, not to them who are preachers, not to them who are church, who come from church believing families. But all things are possible to them that believe. All things are possible to them that believe. The power of faith. The power of faith. The power of faith. But for you to see the power of faith, the faith must be audacious. And you must not even worry. Sister Lois, never worry about your pregnancy. Everything is going to be 100%. Amen. Brother Brenham, you know, there is a, a phrase that I love in the Bible. It says, but God. But God. Go and check it in the Bible. Every time these words are said, but God. It's when, it's when there is a change to a situation. But God remembered. But God delivered. But God answered. But God healed. There is a, maybe you came to church this morning. It is a bad moment. But God. I was hopeless. I was helpless. But God. I was sick. I was dying. But God. I thought I lost everything but God. The but God. The word but in grammar cancels what was said before. That's why you must never say you look beautiful but. Or we forget. You sing well but. I asked my daughter, say, because she told me they were not sing. I say, do you mind if I join you? Sis. You are just a good preacher. I say, do you mean me as you are dead? I'm not a good singer. Says, you are a good singer, but. <laughs> then I told her, I said, but it cancelled. Whatever you're going to say after. But it's a, it's a cancellation statement. There, there are bats in your life. But we were, we waited. We were discouraged. But God. But God. The but God activates your faith. Oh, brother, you know when a person comes and says, this is what happened, this is what happened. As a pastor, I'm praying in my heart. I'm waiting for the but. When a believer comes to, after he has said, this is what the devil has done. This is what happened. But, uh, if there is a but, then you rejoice. Pastor, the devil attacked me. And, I, you know, I didn't even think I was going to come to church. But, I'm here. <laughs> Hallelujah. The but moments in your life. How I many have got the bad moments? Yeah. 
but God delivered me. God, but God remembered me. But God saved me. But God opened the way. But God lifted me up. But God preserved me. There are so many bad moments in your life. Such them they are there. I was finished. I was done. I was washed away. But God. Hallelujah. Calvary is a bad God. The whole human race was gone. They were now part of the polluted gene pool. But God signed a lamb in due season as a perfect sacrifice. Seven church eighties, we went into the mud of denominationalism, but God sent Malachi for. There is always but God. Hallelujah. This morning, no matter what you are going through, there's coming but God. But oh brother, after you have said that, then there is an audacious statement. Doctor said it cannot be done. Everybody said it cannot be done. I heard a minister saying, I went to, to the doctor. And the doctor said, Ma, they were beaten to have a, a child. And the wife went there. And later the doctor said, I want to see your husband. The husband came. And the doctor said to the husband, the problem is with you. He, you know, this doctor was an Indian doctor. And this man, couple, was an African couple, black couple. Now, this Indian doctor, very assertive, articulate, and said to the man, you are the one that is weaker. Now, the phrase weaker to an African man, it's an Indian... It's not insult. The man said, I wish he could have told me while I was alone, not with my wife. He says, this is the minister, he says, I was there, I looked at the doctor and said, there's not much that we can do. He said, Dr. Patel. The doctor was Patel. Dr. Patel, there is another doctor. You may say I'm weak, but there is another doctor. In his definition, I'm not weak. I'm preaching about him. Then Dr. Patel thought he was just being a fanatic. He says, I went home. I said, my wife, we knelt down and prayed. And we prayed and said, Lord, we waited. We prayed. He says, he's Three months or four months after they had seen Dr. Patel. In the mean, the, one morning, the wife said, but uh, honey, it looks like I've got morning sicknesses. I feel nauseous. Hallelujah. And they went and checked and they found that she was pregnant. And he had a firstborn, a boy. He had a secondborn, a boy. He had the third one, a girl, and said, my wife, we are enough. But there is something that we must do. 
We must visit Dr. Patel. We must go and see Dr. Patel. And we are not sick here, but we're going to pay him for consultation. They waited in the waiting room. The file was taken out. And they were now called into the doctor's office. As they were ushered in, now he's got, he says, I had two, two, two of my boys in my hands. And I had my wife carrying a girl. And Dr. Patel said, oh, whose children are this? He said, Dr. Patel. <laughs> Dr. Patel. There is a God who is a creator. You said I'm weak. You said I'll never have a child. But God. Come on, church. But God. You said I'm weak, but God. At the right time. Here are the fruits of Tapatel. There is a God. I said there is a God. Who is able to take charge. Do you believe that church? There is a God that can take charge. And I don't know what situation. I don't know what condition in the burying. But I'm here as a minister of the gospel. To say there can be a bad God. Where things are changing. But he's here to Things are changing. Hallelujah. Things are changing the direction. Dr. Patelo was surprised. And I'm saying, there is that God in your life. But God. Oh, but God. Brother Brenham says, God keeps his ways. Paragraph 30. I'm so glad of it. It's the greatest experiences of my life is when I get up against something that I can't get over, around, or under. You reach a cul-de-sac. There's no way around it. There's no way under it. There's no way above it. It's an obstacle. But Brahman says, those were the greatest experiences of my life when I reached a cul-de-sac. Where I can get around it, where I can get under it, where I can get over it, and I've reached a cul-de-sac. And it says, and I just stand still. I just stand and watch. I just stand still and watch. There are times where your mind fails you. Your abilities fails you. Your intellect fails you. Everything around you fails you. And there are times, folks, hear me and hear me very well. When God thinks Maybe we as a church, we are sort of a hedge around you. There are times where he can remove us. Just create a misunderstanding just to remove 
your confidence in men and women. Because he wants your attention. You can't get around it. You can't get over it. You can't get under it. You're at a cul-de-sac. You know those moments where you've got a burden. You go and sleep, but that burden wakes you up to your clock in the morning. And you think, but there is no solution. You're not sleeping over this problem. You come back, the next day you are tired, you want to sleep again. Can't sleep. There is this problem. You are thinking, who, who can I talk to? Who can I engage? And somewhat, the God makes sure that He makes you feel that no one will understand. Your partner will not understand. Your parents will not understand. Sometimes you can even say, even your pastor cannot understand. Sometimes he can even press you to a point and say, maybe Sangoma can understand. Because he wants to take advantage of you. You know, if there is one thing apart from the message and apart from being a minister and being a believer, if there is something that has never, always, made me to be discouraged about wish doctors. It's because I have never seen a wish doctor that I want to be like. <laughs> there has never been a wish doctor that I looked and say, hey, I wish I could be this guy. Have you seen the spirit of Sangoma? Is now is a new is a new thing. <laughs> we see things. The gogos are consulting over Instagram. Slay queens are becoming gogos. We see it. It's a spirit of the time. There's one that they just arrested this week. He's a man. He's a Sangoma, and they caught him with fraud. Saras is moving in. So I say, even this Sangoma could not even diagnose that he's going to have a problem. (laughs) So, you know, ancestral spirit is a very dangerous spirit. It finds a man being a principal, wearing a nice suit, and take off his shoes and make him avoid a bath and make him to stink from a man that used to smell cologne to a man that is now stinking. So you, you want me to admire such? No, 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 no. 
No, 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 no. I feel that if you consult with Sangomas, you are wasting your money. Yeah. It's a scam. Yeah. Exactly. There was somebody say churches are a scam, not this one. Yeah. No, others are a scam, but not this one. Yeah. Did we ask you for your money today? No. We didn't scam you. So don't say scam. But inyangamongena vulumlo. When you want to see that something is a scam, check, check the movement of money and the attitude of money around it. Then you will know that it's a scam. If it's too good to be true, probably not good. It's not true. Don't, don't. Be a son and a daughter of God and be a gentleman. The people that have yielded... And you know how you get you got cash up. There is a there is a man that was loved from Zimbabwe, Joshua Mapongo. Very articulate, very good teacher of the word, rich vocabulary of scriptures. Even as a seven Adventist, as a message believer, would have admired the gift of the man. Speaking with conviction. Well-dressed. Then he tempered with African spirit. That you young ones, be careful. You can be too woke and be taken over by Satan. So he thought Jesus is white. And I wish I could have met him to show him that yes, he was not white, but similarly he was not black. The one in this church we have this Jesus. That one of is it blonde eyes? Is it blue? Blue eyes? Ah, that one I don't want it. We want this one. Brother Ram says, when I saw him, this was drawn by Hoffman's picture. He says, this is the closest depiction. He says he was brown-skinned. Now, this man went and said, yeah, why did Jesus, this and that? Because this, this, they say, the Bible was... Uh, used to, to steal the land. It's political language. But here's the question. When, when Philip went to the Enoch and testified to him when he was coming from a Jerusalem conference going to Ethiopia, did he steal his land? No. Okay. BMW, sort of BMW lovers, is known to be a gateway car from robbery scenes. <laughs> but I've never seen somebody say, never buy a BMW because that thing is used by thugs. I see them admiring and buying it. The problem is not the BMW. It's how it is used. The problem is not the Bible. It is the how it is used. Yeah. 
Then he left seven Adventists and attacked Christianity. Now you can see the man is very sick. You can see he's suffering. But he suffered in the mind first. Now it's beginning to be manifested. Stay with God. And stay with the message. And stay away far from... And there's what we call... All it needs... I'm closing here. Feel that. It's just a point of contact. You know... Even your relatives that go to Sangomas, tell them not to tell you when they come from there. You are not interested. Because they can say a statement and you get hooked. Then it becomes a seed in your mind. It grows, it grows. Not long, it takes you. And the end of it is that you're going to lose your mind, literally. You're wearing suits, smelling cologne. Now you've got greasy hair. Things are just hectic. I'm not saying this to admire a suit. You can wear your African uh, regalia, you know, this African shirt. It still look decent. I'm not here idolizing a suit, but be careful. Be careful. It's a spirit world. Once you open that channel, there's no way it will be difficult to close it. Amen. Don't open that channel at all. Amen. If uh, they speak about ancestors, say you are not interested. Amen. If they speak about Sangomas, you are not interested. Amen. If they make ancestral ceremonies, don't go. Amen. Even if it's a family, stay away from those things. Have no connection with those things. As long as you close that channel, that channel will never ever disturb you. But if you open it, you will suffer. How many agree with me on that? And you won't sleep. I've got neighbors that have got cats. And they happen to be black cats. Sometimes you open the garage, you don't see a cat next into the garage, you close, you haven't seen it. It's the neighbor's cat. Né? Then later you open a garage, a cat comes in the morning, comes out of the garage. Imagine if I was going to those things. Now I must go and check that cat. Then even your wife helps you. But the way it moved. <laughs> then, you, then you start looking for gogos in your family. <laughs> but the way it moved, it, it wasn't a cat. It moved like a, a human being. And because cats are funny, one day it comes next to the window. You know at night they cry like babies. Then it cries like a baby. Now so I can imagine with your pregnant wife a cat crying next to the window like a baby. But, but, but when you are a believer, but when you are a believer, you are not disturbed by such. You open and say, hey, there is a cat, a cat. And you just, I told my, my sons, I say, 
these animals, they love our place because this is the only yacht that resembles the Garden of Eden. Because we are Adams here. Are you with me? We're not afraid of black cats. Let the cat run around. We are fine with it. But hey, when you're not a believer, I swear bad. Some people lump close and some people say, but in this church, maybe you don't speak too much about witchcraft. It's not because we don't believe that there is witchcraft. We've got two channels, a divine channel and a witchcraft channel. So if I come here every Sunday, open a witchcraft channel, you will suffer. Are you with me? Even if a man gets baptized, he comes to me and says, I was a sangoma. I say, God bless you. Further than that, we are not interested. You should be interested. Or how did we keep along? I will. Do you want a sangoma? To, the sangoma cannot teach you about Satan. A devil worshiper cannot teach you about Satan. I know Satan because I was there before I was created. A devil worshiper was not there. You want to know about hell? So that are in prison. But taking young girls say I was a devil worshiper, you know. I went down there. This is what happened. Not long. Young boys to fall with that girl. Because he's been given a microphone. Here, if you get baptized, we are, we are, we are not interested. Where you come. And get if a prostitute uh, gets baptized, do we give them a mic? And they testify. But then why some must are giving him a sense? They're just ordinary. And some does not know Satan better than you, Mzalwan. You know Satan better than a Sangoma. Are you a message believers? You know there are people that think Sangomas know Satan better than they do. Another Pentecostal gave a testimony of how the devil has got a fork. I said, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, some, some testimonies, I stopped them in my office. They said, brother, explain what happened. And you just hear with the Ramara here. Mm-mm, there is nothing here. <laughs> ah, this was just a nightmare. It's not a testimony. <laughs> A testimony must be edifying. A testimony must embolden faith. We know. I'm I'm closing here. I was blind for a year. That's my mother. I was blind for a year. Mysteriously. One morning I just woke up, I couldn't see. For a year. And we're not believers. They go to this one, they go to that one. And this is, you know, I know what I'm talking about. But today I can see. Spectacles, I started wearing them in 1998 because of the computer. But prior to that, I was not wearing spectacles at all. But I was once blind for a year. Now, when I don't talk about a wish, you say, oh, my dear, doesn't believe in witchcraft. I don't, I don't, I've got no time for a witch. And I will not give a witch a room. Because when I'm sleeping, Jehovah washes over me. Wherever I go, hey, angels are driving our cars. 
angels are encamped around us. The devil is not an issue at all. Let's stay, Sister Nombuso. For some reason, it was two o'clock in the morning. I wake up. No, it was three. Was it three, Sister? Three o'clock in the morning. She phoned me. Did my phone ring long? Did my phone ring long? Or you just. As soon as it rang, I picked it up. It didn't even say. Trrr. I picked it up. She said, Pastor, I've got a child here. The child is not sleepy, it's been crying uncontrollably. I said, Sister, let's pray. And then we prayed over the phone, and the child was fine. I want to show you something. What woke me up? What woke me up? At the moment when she called, that the phone could not ring twice. God woke me up. He said, there is a trouble somewhere. You need to pray. She phoned, and I prayed. If God can wake me up, is he not in charge during the night? Then why must we be afraid? The power of faith. We have not been given the spirit of fear. We have been given the spirit of sound mind. God bless you richly. As we stand to our feet. I just want us to say, Sister Dipadi, amazing grace, the old version, amazing grace. Amen. Stampano can join them. I think Sister Kumi is gone out. Just, let's just worship him. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. How many agree with this?
was blind.
we pray. Great Jehovah, dreadful and terrible God, we once again approach thy throne of mercy with much thanksgiving, O God. We have heard from the beginning of the service today that you came walking on water, O my Lord. And another certain elder was telling us that when you walked on on water, you were taking us from humanistic realm where we are supposed to come to this perfect thing, which is the vision, that says the Lord, oh God. And now we know all these promises were said by not a man that could lie, Mm. but by God that can always tell the truth. And we therefore believe every word, every promise that you have promised us, oh God. We know the Lord that had care with the Egyptians and humbled the hearts of the great king of that day. Pharaoh is, that same God is among us. You are going to take us in every place, every challenge that is going to meet us, oh God. We have seen you with your mighty hand providing to the children of Israel when they were in need, oh God. When they were hungry, They find something in the morning which they didn't even know the name. But it was the special food from God. And when they were thirsty, with their wrong attitude, oh God, you cared for them to give them water. If your children are also thirsty this day, won't you come when we are approaching you now with this right mental attitude to grant their desires, oh God. When they have received all these promises that there shall be a change, Men are the afflictions of the children, but God, this is the hour Hallelujah. when we need the but God moment in our lives. When you turn the poverty from the people, they are your children, oh God, that even are battling with the renders, oh God, not alone to buy their houses, but they are battling with the renders. Mm. But you were providing for your children whatever they were in need of. Yeah. If they ask you now, with this right mental attitude that they want their houses. My God, may you grant it, Lord, if they want their houses. They are your children that you have sacrificed to forget all the tradition and they've taken stands and they said they don't want to be part of the tradition and they want to save this God of Malachi 4. But still they are barren, oh God. I rebuke the spirit of barrenness in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. May you give them their desires, oh God. They are your children, oh God, that they have forsaken denominations, but they are still bound by the spirit of sugar diabetes. I'm coming against that spirit now. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, sugar diabetes, you have been tormenting them, but God said, let the sick say I'm healed. And by his stripes we were healed. So sugar diabetes, we have got no room. Sugar diabetes, we are casting you out from the children of God. Let them rejoice. Some of them cannot even know the taste of sugar because Satan has cancelled that. Mm. Now we are saying, Satan, what you have said, we are refusing to sign in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Some of the people, as it was said in the book of Haggai, they are receiving the wages, but those wages are just going and they cannot see what is happening with their wages. Mm. We are rebuking that devourer. Because you said, come with these tithe and offerings in my house. I will rebook the devourer. How come the devourer is still 
boasting in the lives of the believer until they are living a miserable life, begging from the unbelievers. We are refusing to sign that check in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Oh my God, may you undertake for your children. May you grant the desires of your children. You were with Israel. Whenever they cried, you were there to provide. Whatever they asked, you were there, oh God. We, are, we have got a better calling than that one of the Israelites. They were just going to Canaan, but they were still battles. We were called to come and die because the master is calling. With that greater calling, you promised that the little, little while the world will not see me no more. But you shall see me, Hallelujah. for I will be with you even in you. If you are in us, we know you as a provider. We know you as a protector. We know you as a healer. Oh God, thou art all our sufficient. You are at the very present help in time of trouble. May you bless your church, oh God. Grant their desires. We come, Lord Jesus Christ, speaking of these things because we know as the pastor was preaching, sometimes the burden will wake your children up during the night. Even the devil torment your people trying to ambush them during the night with the budgets that are not going well, with the man that is not there at the house until they've got depression. So we ask this God that you undertake for your children and give them their desires. We pray for our pastor, oh God, as he has labored and bring all these good promises and this glorious way to your children. May you restore the vision that went out of him. May you provide whatever he is in need of, oh God. All the challenges that is in his life, may you take them away, oh God. We know, God, you are the good protector, you are the good leader. We accept your leading. We pray for the deacons and the trustees and all the board, oh God, even your children that are all here. May you undertake for them, oh God, and give them their heart's desires. We know in, in the scriptures, even in the quotations, the prophet promised us that God will grant the desires of the heart. Yes. So, my God, may you give each and every man his heart's desire and give those that are in need of the Holy Ghost may it just come. We have heard the word of restoration, oh God. May you restore every area that needs the restoration. If it takes that for the people to rejoice because you have commanded us to rejoice in the Lord. How can we rejoice when we still have some missing things in our lives? We want to rejoice when everything is restored. Like David, he rejoiced when the ark was restored. Even Miriam, she rejoiced when she saw the Red Sea and swallowed the Egyptians. And the promise that was uttered in the mouth of Moses that the Egyptians that you see, you shall see them no more. We, they, she also went into a dance and rejoiced. Your children will rejoice if they hear that the job problems that is tormenting them will be no more. Yes. They shall also rejoice. Thank this you. we ask, oh God, and believing, asking for the blessing upon your children in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly till we see you next Sunday and those that will be able to make attend there for the ordination of Brother Blessing Mapata. You are most welcome, but we'll see you next Sunday. Have a blessed week uh, and may God be there with you all the time and give you a heart's desire. Saying, God bless you richly. Musicians will remain with the band just for rehearsals. Amen. Give us a song till we meet. Amen. In the-